Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sonoro. Welcome to Tamarindo Podcast, hosted by me, Brenda Gonzalez, a fitness coach, political nerd, and nonprofit capacity builder, and me, Delcy Sandoval, a Guatemalan-American licensed therapist and passionate creativity advocate. Together, we're here to uplift our community through powerful conversations with changemakers, creatives, and healers. Each week on the pod, we talk politics, culture, and personal development. Listeners call Tamarindo the advocacy and self-love podcast. Vámonos! Let's start the show. Hello, Tamarindo Amiguis. Hi, Delcy. How are you? Hi, Brenda. How you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm really great. And I think we could tell our listeners why we're so great. First, it's raining in Los Angeles. So it's torrential rain. And when it is raining and I'm feeling melancholy and I'm feeling kind of sad, who do you think I listen to? Mm, let me think. Mm, Natalia Laforcade, maybe? Yes, yes. <laughs> so that is our guest today. And we'll talk about her in un momentito. And you'll hear from her in un momentito. But before we do that, Delcy, ¿qué pasa? What's been on your mind? Mm, you know what? I think what's been on my mind lately is too much work. I've been thinking about how you and I were talking about this. I think it's nice to talk about my parents are on the brink of retirement. So great. And this is great. But I've also started to think about how their entire identity has been surrounded by this idea of themselves as workers. So like, who are you when you're not at work? So thinking of how they're going to deal with retirement has then kind of turned the mirror on me to think about like, well, how do I identify and what do I think about myself outside of work? Do you sometimes think about that? Well, um, you know this, but maybe our listeners don't know this. I have like 10 jobs. <laughs> so I don't feel attached to an, I, like I, an identity. Like my job is not my identity because I have seven, seven or five, 10 jobs. <laughs> That's yeah. So I think I, um, I don't maybe have that attachment to my job and maybe I could, I could imagine how if you work in a certain field for so long, maybe both my parents worked actually at the same agency for over 20 years, um, how you might feel uh, like uh, like your identity being lost somehow when you, when you retire. What I worry about in my old age is who's going to take care of me when I don't have any children and my dog's going to, I'm going to outlive my dog. So it's just more existential dread. <laughs> you know, I think it, there's the community is going to be there. I hope so. How many of the listeners, you are all taking care of me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, the cure to dread, though, is beautiful music. So we are not going to delay this interview any further. You are going to listen to Natalia Forcarde. And maybe we could tell you a little bit about her in case this is your first time. This is your first time hearing about Natalia. Wow. 
You're in for a treat. <laughs> but tell the listeners a little bit more about who she is. Yes, let's talk about Natalia Laforcade. She is a Mexican singer and songwriter who performs multiple genres, pop, jazz, folk music. And since her debut album, she has been one of the most successful singers in Latin America of all time. She is most recently known for her album, De Todas Las Flores, which we talk about a lot in this interview. Yes, this is a deep dive interview into this album. Amazing conversation and Delcy, wow, was such joy that we were both in the room. I want you all to know, but I was behind the scenes and it was yes. just such a great experience to meet Natalia. So here is your episode with Natalia. start off by just on behalf of Brenda and I just thanking you for sharing time with Tamarindo. We're so excited to have you here. Natalia, thank you for being here. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much. And I think we also just want to say massive congratulations on your Grammy nomination, the wins that you've had already, and also just congratulations and thank you for such a beautiful and profound album mm. with it, Todas Las Flores. We really love it. Thank you. I'd like to start my questions with asking about that because this is kind of a unique journey. It had been seven years since you'd created an original album. Mm -hmm. What is it for you, Natalia, that says, all right, I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready to start the creative process again. I think it, it came with a feeling that I have very, very strong in my body. You know, my body was telling me like, you need to go back to record your own music because I was going through a very true broken moment. That's why I say like this, this album comes from a broken moment because it was many different things that were happening uh, in my personal life. And then I wasn't able to really pay attention to those things. And then there was a moment in the pandemic that I was like, finally silence, right? Like finally you stop. And there, there was it, like the feeling, you know, I was like, I, I feel like something is not good in, inside. And then I took the time to really pay attention, to listen. And, and, and that, that gave me the, the answer. And the answer was like, I need you to go back to the studio to record your own thing. Like what, what you have to to say like there was something inside me saying like please go back to the studio go back to your own songs to the music and I was doing that but it wasn't my my personal thing you know so that was very important and I was able to feel it in my body literally like I was like wow I, I feel like something in my chest and and something is, is not in the right place so I need to go back to to that <gasps> illusion of doing and making music again. Yeah, I love mm -hmm. that you're describing that kind of heaviness that so many artists describe and needing to kind of release those expressions, right? Yeah. Because the album is really interesting in the variety of themes, right? Mm -hmm. We're talking about nature. We talk about loss, grief, mm -hmm. your personal mm -hmm. experience. Maybe uh -huh. you can speak to what were those inspirations and those moments that led to these varied themes? I think the, ins the inspiration started coming since I was I, I was going emotionally through a hard moment, heartbroken moment, mm -hmm. 
But then it it become more like it, the healing part of myself that I found beautiful in the journey and the life journey that we all have. It's so beautiful whenever you you get to. I was telling this to a friend that just just broke up with 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 her her couple and. She was so sad. I would say, like, it's just the start, the start moment of a new era of you, yourself, your entire self, like, being. It's going to be so beautiful for you. Like, you're going to learn so many things through this broken moment. And, and I think that for me, the inspiration was that process to going back to my, that's why I use the metaphor of the inner garden. Like I call it like that because it felt like that. Like, oh, I'm going back to my own time, space, and this this person that I am and trying to reinvent this, you know, trying to, to search and see what is new and what is now there for me. And what I w want to build from this new moment and cycle in my life. And the songs were like uh, those beautiful messages coming from places that I didn't know. Like I, sometimes I felt just like I had the inspiration to write things that I didn't understand very well at the moment. But months later, I was like, wow, the song is actually telling me like be present like like enjoy this moment to to be there to to I don't know like there's so many messages that that are in the album that for me is it, it makes a lot of sense now I, I see how much personal this is and that is gonna help me in the future I, I am pretty sure yeah mm. I really love that you talk about kind of the it as a journey Right. Mm -hmm. We'd love to hear a little more about that, a glimpse into your creative process. When you decided, okay, it's time, it's time for the album. How do you start to find the songs? How do you start to gather the materials and decide mm -hmm. what's going to make it? Mm -hmm. First, I was, I made the connection, you know, because I was so busy and doing so many things that I, I didn't realize how much I needed to to go back to my own music. And then it was that, uh, first was that, like, the, okay, I need to pay attention to this. And then I, I was like, do I have music? Do I, do I have any song? And then I was panicked because I thought I had nothing. Then I went to my cellular phone and I was searching for, for ideas or songs. I thought I had nothing. And then I found that Venezolita, I came along and then um, the Todas Las Flores, of all the flowers. Este, I was able to listen to those songs and I was like, oh, there's something here. And then I found more songs there. And I was able to perceive the mood and the vibe of, of, the, of the album. I, I, and I started, started writing the names of the, of the ideas, the songs. And to say, okay, I need to 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 paint a map or something, so I I know where I I want to take the album to. I don't want it to be all all sad songs. I don't want it to be all broken moments. No, I I want more. You know, like what's next? How do I 
So I don't know, like everything started to build itself and also like by me searching and asking the music to tell me what to do. And yeah, so one year later, one and a half year later, I was able to go into the studio with Adam Khodorovsky. But it took one year, very slow. At the same time, I was doing all the projects, but it was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move step by step and then I will know when is the right time. And then we went to the studio and it was the moment to, to bring the music and the arrangements and the rest. See. Yes, I love that you mentioned Alan Jodorowsky. Um, I'd like to speak a little more about that because one thing that's really unique about your career is that it really has been characterized by these beautiful collaborations with other artists. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about some of those collaborations in this album and recently and what did they bring to the table? I think many of the collaborations and yeah, the composers that I have search and, and learned to to sing, to to play on the guitar or have have been very important for me, you know, to to make my universe um uh, to, to to give it something new and to learn at the same time of doing things, you know. At the same time I was recording Musas and this music that Chabela Vargas was singing or Violeta Parra's music or those those music that that those 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 tunes let's say um i was learning and i was i was grabbing something from that for my own way of creating music so i think that was very important to to make it richer my own universe and, and my, my approach, my personal approach. leads me to talking about the approach overall, right? Let's mm -hmm. talk about the production mm -hmm. because this was uh, an album that was recorded entirely analog, in mm -hmm. analog, and mm -hmm. has kind of an old world vibe to it. There's something mm -hmm. really special there. How did that kind of production idea contribute to the overall sound? Mm, I think the way we did it, uh, it has a lot to do with what I was... Uh, how do you say, curious, you know, I was curious about doing um, a totally analog tape album on the tape machine, you know, this is something I never tried before, but I was saying many times, I want to do this, and it's not so easy, it's more like a handmade come on and I'll say come on you you need to take the time and then you only have a 20 minutes tape so like you have maybe four four times to to, to of the track and then you we only had 24 channel channels to to put the instruments so we're really like you 
you you become in a way I don't know I mean it's the first time I've done it and I'm gonna do more like I need to explore that way but for us with this album it was like okay we have these channels and when we were making certain decisions and it's like you're picking the the right ingredients to 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 have that chemistry inside the room inside the 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 people that are playing the instruments you know and the other thing is that I had great musicians with me you know I had my Ma- Ma- Michael Ribot Mark Ribot sorry uh, Cyril Latef Emiliano Dorantes Sebastian Steinberg Adan I have uh, Jerry my engineer like they they there's such great people like I wasn't worried about any I, I mean any mistake that anybody will make it was beautiful it sounded beautiful for me it was like everything sounds perfect then it was more about founding the right thing to do for the songs and for for what the, the music was asking and where the meaning of the song was there you, you know which i found it that that's that's hard because sometimes you get so excited you want to put so many things and the song is like no 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 don't even don't even touch any note or any chord just leave <laughs> it like that don't do anything else so it's it's beautiful uh, it's very very interesting thing and I, I I really like to to experience that way. Natalia, this album and in general, your music is so incredibly personal and intimate. What has it been like for you to share all of these personal emotions and moments with a massive audience? For me, it's beautiful. It's beautiful to share. I mean, for I love doing it. I am I am very passionate about doing what I do. And I found it so beautiful, like to be able to live. And it's like a photograph that you take of, of a period of, of your life, right? And, and then you, it's like a diary, like a music diary for me. And then I can share that with others. But with this album, it was so personal that I was so, como, this is como super paralyzed like what is going to happen with this one because I mean the music is so personal as well it's not just the lyrics like everything is so much what I wanted and so much me and also the people I work with but maybe it's too slow and it's totally the opposite that in the music industry is happening right now like you don't get to Listen so slow, a mood of a song and an arrangement, and then you have long introduction with just piano and or guitar, those kind of things. For me, it was very much the kind of music that I like to listen, but it's not precisely the the commercial thing or the thing that will go to the radio or stuff like that. So I was. Uh, the day I finished the album in Sonic Ranch, I was I was like really scared about what was gonna happen. But then I was like, well, okay, if nothing happens, that's that's fine because I love it. Like it, it gives me chills, and and I it's it's my story. So maybe maybe it doesn't matter. Like I I will try. And then so many months came later before I went on the stage <laughs> and I was playing the music, you know. 
And I was doing different things, the podcast, the... We actually played the album in Carnegie Hall. I, that was beautiful. But then months and then the tour. And I don't know, I was very, um, how would you say, como not so attached to to the to the respond. I was more like, okay, this is what I got. And the album is telling me to give it in this way the album was telling me in many different moments like you need to calm down you need to sit down you need to observe you need you need to be present and just to sing this and trust and it'll be fine so I was just just being respectful to the the spirit of, of this music and yeah just to give it trust And, and see what was going to be that connection to others. That's beautiful, Natalia. Thank you so much for sharing space with us. And we're back. Wasn't that an exceptional interview? I have to say Natalia is so warm and so open and it was just so cool. And I want to just give a massive shout out. What you don't see in this interview is the production that's happening behind the scenes. And um, Brenda, you were the producer that day. My mind was blown the way you handled last minute issues that happened. And It was tech. fun to try. And also the, the great team, right? Natalia's team, all women that we interacted with with um, on site. So matraca to all the women every, involved in this interview. Yes. Let's start there. Why don't we talk about what uh, what your matracas are? So let's talk more about that. What was that experience like? I think, well, obviously the, that experience was a wonderful matraca, but if, you're, if we're thinking about the, our matracas for the week, yes. I want to give a shout out to just the, the special places that I get to work at. I mentioned that I work at several places, but two of those places are gyms and they're just such special places. So one is called the Heartbeat House and they have, it's like a um, no, com no competitive dance studio. So there's a lot of great classes there, tend to be centered around dance, but I teach a a high intensity interval training class. And it's just so much fun. And I know I've mentioned it on this podcast before, but here's your invitation to all the listeners because I teach a class that is both in person, but also via Zoom live stream. And I have a good mix of virtual students. So if anybody wants to take my class, Typically, it is on Mondays at 8.30 Pacific time and on Thursdays at 7 a.m. at the Heartbeat House. But the other really special place that I get to work at is called Everybody. And this is a radically inclusive gym. It is founded by trans people. It is just a wonderful space as well. And this one, I don't teach virtual. This one's in person. And That is another great place. So if you are local to Los Angeles, I hope to see you at everybody. Both of these gyms are really special to me. And so I want to give them my matraca. And I want to know what gets your matraca. Okay, so this week what gets my matraca is anybody who's working in local radio, community radio, public access. I was able to be interviewed on this show called Chicana in the City. What a great name. Which is such a cool name. And, and it's like this local radio station uh, vibe and everybody there is just 
create basically volunteering their time to create all of these amazing shows that are free to the public and they all around centered around empowerment and pride and so I just want to say you know matraca to anybody out there that's doing the work and putting in the hours completely free to the public Love it, love it. Matraca worthy mention. Absolutely. Okay, what goes in la basura? What are you done with this week? Mm, what goes in la basura for me is, I want to say dealing with pain and kind of working through pain. Uh, this week, I've I've had a lot of physical challenges with my body and I've still had to handle business. I've still had to do what I needed to do. And working through pain and getting older and having your body change. I just want to say basura this week for me. <laughs> basura to that. Oh my gosh. Yes, definitely. I, in the same spirit, I, I it's, a, it's a basura that I needed to like find the strength to really put in la basura. But every time that I go to bed, I just start to recognize new lines in my face, you know, like new lines in my, on the creases of my eyes and, and my lips and all of the algorithms seem to know that I'm 40 because all I get, it's like, it's like content that I follow, content that I follow, and then like seven ads for, seven ads for skincare. And so I want to maybe put in la basura, even occupying, like having, having that occupy space in my mind to be like, oh, I'm wrinkly. So I know you all can identify with it and I, and I don't have the solution. I think together we could just hold space and recognize, yeah, our, our body is changing and it's just part of the process. Yeah, and, and todos estamos lindas. Yay. Todos estamos lindas. Todos estamos lindas. <laughs> okay, let's talk about... Um, Let's talk about conexión, inspiración. What is it this week that's making you feel connected, bonded? Well, obviously we had a fantastic inspirational guest. So Natalia uh, was it rises to the top on that list. But I'm also really excited. So in a week, we're going to be, you and I, Delcy, we're going to be in Mexico City. We are going to hang out in Mexico City. As you might know, we're part of the Sonoro Network. We're going to hang out with some of the folks at Sonoro Podcast network and then we're going to kick off our first ever retreat we're, we're so excited we're we're we were able to squeeze in one last straggler onto the trip so all together including us is 15 women getting together for conexión for, for inspiración for creativity it's going to be such a magical time and you all are going to hear us debrief about it in a couple of episodes, but I'm just really feeling energized about that. And and I want to know what is your inspiración? Yes. So aside from the retreat, because I am so excited about that, I do want to talk a little more about Natalia for a moment because I prepped a lot for this interview. And one of the things I did is I listened to a podcast that is the Todas Las Flores podcast and uh, produced by Sonoro. Shout and out, shout out. It is exceptional. It is one episode per song and it was so beautifully done. As a podcaster, I know you can appreciate when so much production goes into a podcast. It was absolutely gorgeous and it made me want to be more creative in this kind of space. And let's do it, Brenda. <laughs> All right. Album releases in a couple, a couple of seasons. 
Well, with that, this has been a super, super fun episode. Thank you all listeners. We're getting a lot of new listeners and Adelcy is on board. So welcome. We're so glad to have you. And please follow us on all the social media. Give this episode a little bit of love. You can write us a positive Apple podcast review. If you have feedback, Please don't do that in the form of a review. You can please <laughs> reach out to us at contact at tamarindopodcast.com. We're always happy to work with you. We're, we're open to collaborations and, and partnerships and ideas. So we hope to hear from you very, very soon. And with that, pon tu suéter. Y saludos a la familia. Ciao. Tamarindo Podcast is Brenda Gonzalez and Delcy Sandoval. We are also the show's executive producers. Karina Riverall of Sonoro Media provides production support. Jeff Ricards wrote our theme song. The best way to support our work is to rate and review Tamarindo Podcast or share an episode with a friend. Get in touch with us at tamarindopodcast.com. Cuando mi arrendador dijo que el alquiler podría ser más barato si fuéramos amigos con beneficios. Había oído hablar de acoso sexual en el lugar de trabajo, pero en mi casa eso es discriminación en la vivienda basada en el sexo. La gente de bienes raíces dijo que estaríamos más cómodos viviendo en un vecindario diferente con gente como nosotros. Por suerte conocíamos nuestros derechos. Es ilegal asustar a los posibles propietarios para que se alejen de ciertos vecindarios en función de raza o nacionalidad. Si usted cree que sufrió discriminación o tiene preguntas sobre sus derechos, comuníquese con Fair Housing Foundation, Fundación de Vivienda Justa, al 800-446-3247 o también en línea en fhfca.org. La vivienda justa es su derecho. Este es un anuncio de servicio público de Fair Housing Foundation y respaldado por el Departamento de Vivienda y Desarrollo Urbano HUD bajo la subvención de FIPPI, FPEI 220099.